Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. Joining me, as always, is Join Jeremy Bradditch. me! <laughs> Hello. And June Williams. Hello. I, um, I almost didn't mess that one up. <laughs> but I did, of course. Um... Uh, been a couple of weeks. We've we've been you know doing the normal thing. Uh, here we are recording some uh, podcast remotely. Um, we were going to be doing this one in person, but I went and got sick, just barely. So uh, better safe than sorry and all that. And I'm at home, and so is everyone else, as we have been for months. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, let's let's jump into it, right? So. Not like starting a podcast with the words, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard because I was going to ask, I was going to ask you both how you are, but like, we've just been talking for the last 20 minutes. So I just feel like, I don't know. How are you both? Great. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Exhausted. You had work today. Yeah. I had work today and I have sleeping pills also to mm. take when I am done. <laughs> 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 Thrill a minute here in my life. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Nothing go past me. Nope. Kind of, kind of wish I'd left it. In, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's fine. I hope they work for you, Jeremy. Me too. <laughs> All right. I'd love let's, to sleep. Let's kick this thing off. This is Minimaps. Uh, bi-weekly podcast you can go to minimap.com.au to find all of our content that we make such as uh, articles uh, there's a single review up on the website there's two different podcasts when you include this one uh, just head over there see if you find some stuff that you like um, and that'd be really neat um, if you want to support the show you can go to patreon.com slash minimapau to support the show monetarily you can also give us a positive rating on your podcast service of choice that would help us out a whole lot um, and thank you again to Shook for letting us use your music for this podcast um, the song is Moog Model D uh, you can find that a particular a Moog Model D improv and you can find that particular song on Shook Music's uh, YouTube account, and you can find their music at their Bandcamp. I highly recommend them, and so does Jeremy. Every day. <laughs> gotta gotta keep it gotta keep it snappy, Jeremy. Gotta gotta stay yep, on your feet. Yep. Gotta keep it yep, ready. There's, 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 there's nothing like thinking about a sentence before you say it. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jeremy I'm so what ready if... to be on a podcast <laughs> You never know when I'm gonna When I'm gonna throw it to you Jeremy You gotta, yep, you yep. gotta be agile <laughs> What have you been playing Jeremy? I've been playing a lot of games um, Surprising no one Yeah uh, I've been playing Crucible Uh huh Which is the well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Quick, quick, quick question. June, do you know what Crucible okay. is? No, my brain jumped to Destiny, but I'm assuming it's not Destiny. It's not. Um, so I Crucible didn't know what Crucible the... was either. No one did, because this game was not marketed, even though it's owned by the richest man in the world and the biggest company in the world. Um, so Crucible is the second game 
published by Amazon Studios. The first being the Grand Tour game, a game based on Jeremy Clarkson's fucking car show. Oh no, <laughs> I did not the, know the, that. The, 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 the successor to Top Gear after Jeremy Clarkson and the other two <laughs> were... <laughs> what the fuck's their name? James and Richard? Ha- ha- yeah. Yeah. Hammond. After after they were all like garbage people um, and they got fired by the BBC for like punching some, I don't know. It's like a whole thing. You can. Is the Stig in it? Is that his name? Stig? The Stig? Yeah, so the Stig, the Stig is not in this one, I believe. The Stig is definitely is he, owned is by, in, it's BBC. definitely part of the Top Gear IP. Is he in the game? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> He's in the game no. for the other show. Yeah, although I heard if you put in the Konami code in the loading screen, you can play the stick and he's nude. Um, so it's like the opposite point of the stick is to have no identifying like features of the just, character. It's just a naked man, like dick out, but with like the helmet on. Um, but visor up so they don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> It's a wonder why that first game didn't take off. (laughs) Yeah, shocking. Um, So, Crucible is a PvPvE online third-person, hero-based third-person shooter. Hang on, hang on. Whoa. So similar... PvPvE. Yeah, so, like, you have to fight other team as well as fighting, like, enemies nearby and stuff. Similar, like, it's it's almost like a MOBA, except there's no lanes, but, Mm. like, similar to that in the sense where there's, like, enemies you both want to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, the Um, new Predator game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And the game is out, also. And the game was announced, (laughs) I think, in, like, February. And also, no one fucking heard about it because they didn't market it it at all, even though they literally own Twitch. So I don't know what the fuck is going on over there. I don't think anyone knows what the fuck is going on over there. And the game is absolute fucking garbage. Um, (laughs) I played two games of it. Uh, It's free. It is free. And it's not at all interesting. It lacks (laughs) any personality. Um... It lacks any sort of, like... What did I call this game? I think I called this game, like, Soulless, I think is the word I used. Let me uh, Um, me search you up there while you... uh... Yeah. Um, So what I did, basically, is I played uh, the tutorial, which was pretty whatever, but, like, you know, it's a... This is how you shoot a gun, this is how you use abilities, that sort of thing. Um, I think there's about 10 characters you can play, and they all play sort of differently, as far as I can tell. Um, they had, like, I played like a ranger sort of character who had a, a bubble shield, like like a, a you drop like a dome, and inside the dome, like it's hard to see through it. Um, so it's good when like you're trying to defeat like someone or like some of the creatures in in the world, and you're getting attacked by the other team. You can sort of drop it, and then they they don't they have like a much harder time seeing you. Um, the game is definitely one of those games that's gonna like run on like minimal hardware um which is uh fine um because obviously they're trying to hit as many people as they can um but yeah i played two games really really didn't know much what i was doing um neither did neither did my team <laughs> also <laughs> like we all like we all dropped and you do like this kind of cool like halo odst thing where you're in like this drop pod from space and you like land on the planet you all jump out is that called um, the crucible Fuck, probably. Who knows? Um, <laughs> sure, yeah, why not? Um, 
and uh, yeah, so like you like jump out, and I remember jumping out as like in my first game, and sort of like looking around at my team, and my team was doing the exact same thing. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, so so this is this game, huh? Like the first time, um, and then the second time I sort of but like you have to capture things as well as shooting the enemies in the world but it's not explained very well so i'm still not super clear what i'm supposed to do i've uh, i've got but, your i've got your stream of consciousness here from five yeah. days ago jeremy cool cool um read that just when i finish this um because yeah. this is going to be included um after my second game i was like well maybe i'm not getting it i'm going to go online and i'm going to watch some gameplay videos of people who know what they're doing so i watched two pro streamers playing this game and it was maybe one of the most boring gameplay videos I've ever seen in my, out of my entire <laughs> life. Nothing to do with their personalities. They were fine. They were likable. The gameplay is just... The gameplay is boring to play and boring to watch. And I'm pretty sure the opposite of... Like, they announced the opposite, that it was going to be as fun to play as it is to watch. Uh, uh. I don't know why this... Like, I mean, I know why this game exists. It's because they want mm-hmm. Amazon are trying to get into the games market. Um, but, like, this game is just nothing. <laughs> so did, did I did I pretty much cover my stream of consciousness carrying? Some of it you said word for word. So this yeah. is it's not too long here. We've got I'm playing Crucible. Thoughts will go here. This is the first game that instead of cutting the sound out immediately when the window loses focus, it fades. That's nice. Yep. Yeah. Yes, that is nice. That's a great point, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> uh, because then, like, when I would, like, click out, sometimes it's kind of jarring, and sometimes you come back and it's like, and like, what is going on? But then, yeah, like, this was a nice fade. Anyway, that's the only positive I have for Crucible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ne- next line. It's PvPVE, which was not explained in the tutorial. Imagine my surprise when there's an enemy team. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, yeah, I was fucking shocked to see that there were more than four people playing this game in this match. Also, no one in this game knows what to do either. This game fucking sucks, yo. It's both floaty and slow. <laughs> Instead yeah, of starting it, it, a third game, I watched two pro streamers play a great game, and it was one of the most boring as shit gameplay videos I've ever seen. What a lifeless corpse. That's what I called it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Oh, well. I, and I like, you know, I think it's one of those things where, like, I sort of feel bad for the people who made the game because, like, this seems like one of those games that's, like like not to like designed by committee but it just seems like there's really not a lot of like there's not a lot of personality in it mm. um there's not a lot of anything that sort of draws anything to anyone like apex when it came out it was already established that titanfall f- felt good yes and there was eight characters when when apex came out um yeah, six that two you had to unlock um yeah and six were available yeah and the other six you could play yeah um, like, you know, I could you, you sort of got their personalities from the archetypes in Titanfall. Um, I didn't get anything from this game. Yikes! Yeah. Mm. Would you ever, if they did updates to it, would you ever consider trying it again? No, I don't Whoa. care. <laughs> That's like, just a flat no. Yeah, like you know, like I've played that. <laughs> that exists. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks for taking the hit, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. thanks for taking one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about something you did enjoy playing. Which one here did you really enjoy playing? Deadly Premonition, baby! Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I played more Deadly Premonition because uh, the sequel is coming up and I wanted to finish it. Um, 
the that game is still really really cool um that game still feels great it's so fucking atmospheric um I'm getting to know more of the town, like like memorize it more instead of having to go to the map all the time, which feels cool. Um, and talking to, there's so much dialogue in this game. Like there's so much conversation you can have with so many people. It's it's so cool. Um, like and like all, like the dialogue. It's not like the thing is. It's not like a really good dialogue. It's just there's just so much of it. It's still really impressive because. <laughs> Characters talk for so fucking long and they talk about nothing. They don't have almost anything interesting to say, but it's just amazing how into it I am anyway. Um, that You're right, Jeremy. That is amazing. <laughs> also, there's a bar called Swery65, which is like the director of the game. And I'm like, all right. There's a bar right, that- named after the name of the director of the game? In the game. In the game. In the game, you can go to you can go to Swery sixty five, um, as a location, um, which is the name of the director. No, 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 thank you. <laughs> I know how much you hate that shit, Kerry, which is why I wanted to, <laughs> which is why I wanted to mention it. It's so pointless. <laughs> so if I were if I directed a a good game, I would put my name in it somewhere. <laughs> uh, the ones that are doing a deadly premonition. That's not a good game. <laughs> take that back. Yeah, I'll, I will take it back. I haven't played it. Um, Don't you dare talk about my boy Francis York Morgan like that. York Morgan. <laughs> Francis York Morgan. Pardon me. Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy's unimpressed. Yep. <laughs> I'm insulting his fake people. <laughs> Also, I played Fallout 76 because that game had a free weekend and I bought it not knowing that. That was um, so funny! Yeah! You, did, you, you like, tracked down one of the last PC copies in, in, in the area and then, like, it went free to play, like, two hours later <laughs> for the weekend. Was, was, was it, like, I, $8 or something, though? Like, no, so it, much on it? it was 25 and then <laughs> oh I went in, and I went in to buy it and because it's a code... Um, I work code. at EB Games and I couldn't use my discount because it was a code. <laughs> what it a, also means what you can't gym. return it. <laughs> I can't return it either. Um, but so do you I want to return that game. it? So, I, so I, I already own that game on PS4, but I don't really enjoy playing Bethesda games on PlayStation very much. I like to use the keyboard and mouse for them. Totally um, get that. And so I was like... Every now and again, I thought about playing Fallout 76, and I was like, oh, but I, don't, I hate controlling on, on the console. Um, if I really want to play this game, I should play it on PC. So I did. I bought it on, P- on PC. Um, I don't want to return it. Um, Great. It is... So the reason I wanted to pick it up is because NPCs are in the game now. It is a Bethesda game now. It has people you can talk to as <laughs> opposed the, to robotic vendors. It's the Wastelanders update, right? Yes, yes. Um, so I haven't played too much of it. I've only played maybe maybe four or five hours. Um, uh, so I got out of the tutorial, which is like... The, the tutorial takes maybe two minutes um, because there's no there's not actually NPCs in the tutorial. Um, it's just like go through everything. People will talk at you while you pick stuff up and then you leave the vault. Um, very, very, very quick to get to the game. Um, but now the moment you leave the vault, there are people nearby to talk to you for story. Um, I don't really know what the story is yet. Like, it's 
I, th- I think it's, it's something to do with finding the overseer of the vault that you leave um, and finding out why they left, I think. Um, right. That's kind of neat. Yeah, like it's it's got me intrigued enough, I guess. Question. Um, yes. Does it matter too much what the story is? Is it engaging enough for each quest, even if it's tangential? I, or? I have, you know, like, like it's... it's Honestly, it's about as engaging as every Fallout game I've played, apart from uh, New Vegas, which is much more engaging. Yes. Um, uh, I I play Bethesda games usually at like twenty percent volume, and I'm watching something else. I did the same with this. Um, I had Star Wars Rebels on on the, on the monitor, yeah. Um, and uh, I had about as much fun as I did in Fallout Four um, so far. I I haven't seen too many other people. Um, mm. I don't know if that's because I'm still early game and I think they might throw me in with other people a little bit bit later. Um, I don't think that was... That wasn't... I don't think that was a feature at launch. No, but I think it's more... I I think they've sort of honed in you doing stuff that's like cooperative stuff. And like if if I'm doing a lot of story stuff, I think they sort of toned down the other players a lot like especially in indoor areas um right. which like i've been spending a lot of time like talking to the npcs and i don't know if i, th- I think those might be instanced um to you ah. as far as i'm aware i i could be wrong um because you're like going around talking to people and like it would suck if you had to like wait for someone to finish talking to an npc yeah or it would suck if there was like you walk into like a bar to talk to someone and there's like 30 people crowding around this npc that yeah. you're trying to talk to to finish the quest right um so, especially because, like, um, they do something which I haven't seen in other Bethesda games, which is multiple NPCs can talk to you at the same time. Oh, um, that's neat. Yeah, so, like, I was talking to a bartender, and then she was like, oh, by the way, if you don't know how to do this thing, go talk to this other person. And then, like, the camera, like, panned over to them and was like, yeah, you know, just come talk to me whenever you need me. And then it went back to the person oh, I was talking to. That's cool. Um, they they kind of did that in, in the Outer Wilds as well, didn't they? Where, like, I'm thinking of, like, that scene where you meet Pavati and she's being, like, uh, chastised by the, the the bald dude, the guy with the bowler cap, he's not bald. And they they have a back and forth and then and then they'll address you. Anyway. Like, th- like they definitely did do it in other Fallout games, but this felt, this felt so much cleaner. Um, yeah. This felt like, this felt like a, a more natural conversation. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It it seems it seems fine. Like it seems like a game that um, is competent and has they have now put the time into it for it to be worth trying out at least. Um, mm. uh, I I st- I still do want to try the battle royale mode on it because um, I was fascinated. I'm so fascinated by how many games have bolted on a battle royale mode. Yeah, um, like the fucking. I, I cannot stop thinking about the uh, Forza Horizon 4 Battle Royale mode. Apparently it was just, good. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's not that good. It's, it's fine. I, I played it a bunch of times and I didn't really feel the need to play it more. Okay. Um, it, I mean, hey, I'm glad that that exists. Um, yeah, I don't know. It seems, it seems fine. Um, one thing I did like is that I redeemed a Bethesda net code and because my two accounts are linked, um, I got a Steam version of that added to my account automatically mm. um which is neat uh because uh i bought recently the other game i've been playing is halo 2 
Um, and the reason I'm playing hanging Halo 2 is because it finally came out on PC and I had to Again. buy it on Steam. Yes, yes, it's finally back on it's finally back on PC, I should say. And I had to buy it again on Steam because my Microsoft store simply will not update that fucking game. And I had 200 or like 150 gigabytes of corrupted files stored on my C drive. Neat. So you had to buy it again. Because I simply couldn't play the game. The, the Windows, oh the Xbox, the Xbox Game Pass for Windows beta, like, app for Windows 10 is garbage. <laughs> It is, it, is, it, is the, it is without a doubt the worst storefront I've ever used in my entire life. Yeah. Like when it I, simply doesn't fucking work. When I wiped my hard drive, because I had to create a new like user on my computer, right? Because it was theoretically a new computer. It was like a new install of Windows. Um, Windows Store was like, oh, this folder is locked because you're not its user. And so I couldn't even delete like the like 300 gigs of games that were sitting there so i had to fully wipe my hard drive i had to nuke it because like ex like the windows like permissions were like locked down on like a like a operating system level it was so arcane and like i i had this glitch where i couldn't uninstall the fucking game and I knew it wasn't uninstalling because I was clicking uninstall and it would go, okay, this isn't installed anymore. Would you like to... And then I said, like, would you like to install it again? And I'm like, yes, please. I click install and it would jump to three, to, um, to three quarters done <laughs> because there was already some of it installed yeah. and it would error out because whatever else was installed <laughs> didn't work and yeah. was broken. And I had to nuke it. And when I tried to nuke it again... It was like, hey, there's still something here. Do you want to like continue the reinstallation? And I'm like, no. And it would be like, okay, and then give me like nothing. <laughs> um, I, I've I've had that error for literally years. Um, so why is it still in beta? It's been well, no, the the, the the Game Pass for PC beta only started E3 last year. That's, mm, no, it didn't. Uh, it's it started before that, but it wasn't called that. Because right. it started when Sea of Thieves came out, when yeah. Xbox when Xbox Game Pass initially came out. Right, and they needed something to allow you to have cross-play between the... Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it sucks. It, like, it, this, this thing is so bad that I, like, I'm, like, quite upset about how much they're charging for it, because it's not ready. <laughs> this yeah. is not, like, this is not a, this is not a thing you charge full price for, because, like, the amount of people that have had issues with this fucking thing. Well, they're not... Like, just, they're just today, I've seen people having issues with Minecraft Dungeons because that just came out. Of then people like launching that game and it being like, oh. "Hey, you can't play this game. You don't own it," and everyone being like, "It's on Game Pass." Yeah, I did also see that apparently, I, apparently there's a glitch with Dungeons. If you uninstall it a certain way, it wipes the hard drive it was on. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's conjecture. Like that's like a Reddit post or something. But I did see that today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, but to be fair, Jeremy, they aren't charging full price for PC Xbox Game Pass. If you only pay for the PC version of Game Pass, it's five dollars a month. Right, but I'm which playing, is why I'm I still have for, it. Right, but I'm I'm not paying for that. I'm playing for the paying for the one on uh, for the Xbox as well. So I'm, well, I'm yeah, but that that's that's not that's not that app's like, fault. If you're only like, paying for that app, it'd be five dollars, and I think that's worth it, honestly. Like, don't get me wrong, it's still a fantastic value for money when it works. 
I think it's currently it hasn't been for me because I had to buy the game on a different platform for me to play it. Yeah. By the way, it installed within three hours, which is like a, like which is pretty quick considering that it's like three full games, and I had not a single issue on Steam. Yeah, I mean they've been doing it for like fifteen years at this point. Yep. Yeah. How how is the actual game? Great, Halo Two is very good. Um, it made me like there's a there's a moment at the beginning of that game which I think is probably the coolest part of the entire franchise, um, where like it's one of those things where, like Chief has like, a, like a Doom Eternal moment. It's like it's like that like, it's just so fucking baller. Um, <laughs> Like he's got like he's just got like a bunch of cool lines. Everybody gets that he's about to do something really cool, and they just sort of like step back and watch him do it, and just sort of appreciate him doing something really really cool and really extreme. Um, uh, and that game has got really fantastic storytelling. Um, Halo Two is like, I don't know, like I, I know you haven't played it, June, but have you played it, Gary? No, not so, really. So Halo Two is a dual story. Um, yes. Where f- for half the game, you're playing Master Chief, and the other half of the game, you're playing a character named the Arbiter, who is um, one of the uh, the Covenant is the um, villains in the game, um, like the the Master Chief equivalent of the Covenant. You you play both of them um, throughout the game, and throughout the game, the Arbiter slowly betrays the Covenant um, and leads a mini uprising inside of the enemy, um, while they are attacking Earth. Um, it's a really, really good story because when when they realize, like when they realize that they've been trying to kill each other for such a long time, and they realize that they have to work together, and then in Halo Three they become friends. Um, it's just like one Halo One, Two, and Three are just a phenomenal fucking character arcs. Um, mm. Really, it's just Halo Two is very good. Um, I still I still like Three more. Um, but I, I really, really do appreciate 3 because I didn't when I was playing... Uh, sorry, I really, really do appreciate 2 because uh, I didn't when I was first playing Halo because Halo 2 was the last Halo game I played. Oh, right. Yeah, um, going backwards would have been a little rough. It was just confusing. Like, it was like I knew most of the story, but I didn't know how it happened. I was like, but Arbiter's good. But then, like, oh, okay, right. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to, to jumping in and playing them. Um, it's been interesting when... Because, like, Reach came out in December and we were all over it. Like, the first one came out, we were, like, installing it on the first day and it was, like, we're putting the whole day aside. And they've kind of, as the as 1 and 2 have kind of dribbled out, like, we haven't been that, like, fervid about it, I guess. Like, I, mean, I have been, but I've just been depressed thinking about opening up Game Pass and updating that game. Like, I literally just haven't been able to play until now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to play some more of that of that game with you guys. Um, of those games yes uh, why don't we tell us about If Found Jeremy and then we'll and then we'll head on over to what I've been playing yeah um, so If Found is the latest game to be published by Annapurna um, which if you have listened to us before you know that we all sort of really enjoy their games they have published some really phenomenal games some very very interesting games and they have good taste um, they do. They they can they can spot really really top quality games like like Adam Wilds, one of my favorite games of all time, published by Annapurna, Florence, Edith Finch. Did you know they published movies County. as well? Because I did not realize they published movies until they, they like, yes. They've been getting yeah. into movies. It's really. It was. I remember the first time I saw them on the screen. They didn't publish Venom, did they? Was that Tencent? 
<laughs> I, I don't think it was. I mean, I don't think so. I think t- I think Tencent. I feel like we would have remembered. Them. I think we think we would have remembered it if it yeah. was fucking Venom. Um, they did the Sisters Brothers, the um, Cabin movie that. I like. Right. Right. That's what they up. Uh, they published Vice, the 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 movie. Oh, about the, the Dick Cheney one. Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah, uh, I if trust, I trust them. Yes. Yes. Um. So if found. Uh, is a uh, visual novel um, about a uh, uh, a young teenager living in Ireland at the be- at the early nineties, um, and basically like her like uh, like the actual gameplay like it's 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 one of the more interest uh, more interesting visual novels that I've seen. Like I don't really play very many, um, but the way this one works is you are. Uh, like erasing through her diary um, as oh. you're reading her story um, and like uh, it's That's cool cool because there's like there's like some parts where she's like writing certain things um, like it was, sorry some things are written and she's like scribbled over some of it and so what you'll do is you get the eraser and you can just erase the scribbles first read what it is and then erase the dialogue um, and as you're going through the book you're erasing um, the story uh, and it's about her relationship with her family, her um, transitioning, oh. and the end of the world. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> and, and and a black hole. Uh, it's it's quite short. It's only about two hours. Um, I I haven't finished it yet. Um, I I read it's two hours. Um, and uh, I also saw like when I left, I could see how far through the game I was. I was like, oh yeah, this isn't gonna take very long. Um, one of my favorite things about this game um, is that the game is very Irish um, and has very a lot of Irish. Irish slang. Yes, like has like a lot of Irish slang, has a lot of Irish colloquialisms. Um, and uh, when there's like a there's like an Irish phrase, um, there's a little like dictionary that you can like click on <laughs> to see what that phrase means in like non-irish <laughs> terms um i don't know i don't know i don't know the right word for that um but just basically like a like a, a slang translator um which is quite cool um it's 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 quite a it's quite a good game it is um quite deep and quite emotionally taxing um uh for uh, you know the, some of the themes that it goes through it really really tackles them um and it's quite good i can recommend it I was just going to ask if you finished it and how how much you played, how long it is. I've not finished. It is two hours long, Um, and I think I'm I think I've only played like forty or so minutes. Cool. You you like I I've I've read reviews that you could finish it in a night. Yeah, sounds intense, but like having those sorts of experiences represented in in any medium, I think, is uh, very very valuable. Yeah, and you know, like visual novels, like uh, a, a lot of queer stories are told in visual novels, and this is a um, from what I've, I haven't read a lot of them, but from what, from what I can tell, this is uh, quite a good one. Mm. Mm. Great. So, can recommend. Um, what have we been playing, Kerry? Let's talk about Apex. <laughs> Let's talk about Apex. Yeah, no, I've been <laughs> like I've got a lot of things here that are just check-ins with other things, but I have some new things as well. But um, let's let's check in with the with the stuff we've we've already done before. So, um, welcome. I'm checking in with Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> we need a, a shook for a for a new new theme song. 
Um, oh, don't tap me. I feel like we should split up split up the what we've been playing to. Jeremy talks about what he's been playing. Kerry touches in, and June talks about what they think they have been thinking about playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> uh, uh, so last time we recorded, um, Apex Season Five had just started, like that day, I think. Um, yeah. And so we spoke about some of the changes they've made and stuff like that. Um, we've been playing a lot in the last couple of weeks. Um, that game's fun. And also, we're better at it than we were at the, than at the start of the last season. Like, Ooh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My I, K- I get at least a win a day now. Ooh. My KD is it. above one for the season and it hasn't dipped it hasn't gone below one since i I started with like a five kill game or something like that (laughs) or like a seven kill game so my kd was like seven out of one (laughs) but it's just and like it's it's not it's not i'm not saying that to brag i'm not saying that to flex but it's mostly as a recognition of how much more fun that game is when you are succeeding um and like that's with any battle royale right it's with any competitive online game but um you know i've been really feeling it with apex and i think it's just it comes down to in the end i think my aim's gotten better so it's just funner to get into fights it's not like ah oh i messed that up and i'm dead and there was nothing i could do and uh, and uh, and uh." like the, the the meta gameplay and the the strategy of the fights is now something that i can sort of grasp um because the moment to moment gameplay i sort of have enough of an understanding of and a handle of that i don't have to worry about it as much um and i've been thinking about it i don't think i've really gotten that deep into a shooter's gameplay before like obviously like black ops one was like the like like one of the first multiplayer suites that i really got into um but that wasn't in like a competitive way. That was just like a, I played it for a bunch of hours kind of way. Um, uh, you wouldn't say PUBG? Like I I don't I wouldn't have said I was ever good at PUBG. <laughs> <laughs> I spent so much time not like we were we were talking about this like Ollie and I we were talking about you know old days of PUBG and how it feels and how it feels different to Apex because Apex is so tighter right like the the rounds go for like half as long and the map's smaller, and the player base is smaller. Like, PUBG, you can go 30 minutes without seeing people some games. And if you hear shots, because you could get sniped at from any area of the map by some either hacker or someone who's played the game 18,000 times more than you have, like, every time you hear shots, it's like, hit the deck, go, Okay, run. <laughs> like, PUBG is so and tense. And then it's like, oh, a motorbike. Oh, we might die. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. PUBG was good for different reasons, but I was never good at PUBG. Um, Apex, I wouldn't say I'm good at it, but I'm better, better at it. We get it. You're going pro. No, 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 no. <laughs> something, something else interesting is because the, the rank season reset happened so there were more people playing ranked right but for i think there's less people paying playing season five than they were playing season four and i think that's because call of duty's battle royale has started to kick off um so it's kind of taken away from the australian br audience it's kind of hard to get trio cues at like peak times at the moment 
Um, and we found a workaround, which was accessing the... Like, at the start menu, you can change your server location. And so we were going mm. to Singapore 1, which was working really well for us. We were getting queues way faster. Um, we could get ranked matches at all. Like, so many times we joined the ranked queue, like, with the, with the three of us. Um, well, like, three or four of us. And it's, like, three people in queue. It's just us <laughs> if you're in the Australian server. But in Singapore, it was, like, lining up like that. So... We found that workaround, and then right as I was getting to like out of the end of the silver, uh, the bronze rank, um, which was like I just got to silver last time, the server for whatever reason like disappeared, and we can only use like really really high latency servers now. And so we were gonna like finally get like a good rank, but uh, I don't know. It was just, it just sucked. Like it wasn't gonna work, and then we found a workaround, and now the workaround sucks. Like. We're never going to get any of the ranked medals or badges or dive trails in that game. It's just never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless we use like a VPN, but that doesn't change performance anyway. Anyway, Apex is good. Have you been enjoying it, Jeremy? Yeah, um, I have been a lot. Uh, like, I, this like it's still the beginning of the season. Like we're only I think like week three of the season begins tonight. Um, yeah. But uh, I've, as of recording, um, I've done every form of progression uh, that is currently available to for the me. week. Um, yeah, but like I've so like I've done like all of my weekly challenges as well as my daily challenges, um, uh, which does not happen very often to me, especially in games like these. Uh, so yeah, I've been playing it more. Like I feel like I feel like I know how to have fun with this game now, um, and I feel like I, I've become more. Uh, lately, I've I've become more frustrated when my teammates like I don't like I'm not like a toxic player and I don't take them out or take it out on them or anything. But I become more frustrated when my teammates do something like uh, li- like make like a wrong decision, and I'm like, oh, why would you do that when I do this? Like in my mind, um, but like I never talk over voice anyway. Um, so I think that means that like I am understanding the game more, and I like because. The win, I think. I think it like uh, the my 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 wins feel better now, um, because I know how to win theoretically. Um, kind of earn them a bit more rather than stumble into them. Yeah, like I I'm I'm working towards it. Like like for example, like here's like the best example is um, there's a thing in the game called the Evo Shield, where um, at, when you pick it up, as opposed to having two bars of health, um, like the most basic shield in the game, it only give you one. However, the more damage you do while getting the Evo shield, you can slowly build up your shield to have a maximum of five bars, which is higher than the um, the highest rank one you can find, which is four bars of health. Um, so it's a high risk, high reward sort of thing where if you know you can do a lot of damage with it, you can get the best shield in the game as opposed to just hoping you find one that is quite good. Yeah. Um, I have now been opting for the Evo shield um, because I know I can get enough damage to by the end of the game I'll have a full Evo shield. Yep. And I'll, a lot of that's got to do with me just like, hey, look, there's someone over there. Pop, 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 pop. Just like, just getting like random snipes just to build up that thing. Even though I know I'm not, I know I'm not going to get them, but it benefits me anyway. Yeah, you just um, chip away. Yeah, and I'll just slowly increase that shield throughout the game. Um, and whereas, like, so I've been doing that this season as opposed to last season, I wasn't opting for the Eva Shield because I know I wasn't going to get enough damage in the game that it was going to be worth my while. 
Um, uh, so that's probably like the best explanation of how much I've been enjoying the game more yeah. that like I know how to play it. Yeah. Um, also, how we played uh... that game last. So j- just really quickly, we played that game last night, Kerry, where we all picked the up our shields at the. At the we had we had uh, the plan, which is we were all going to get snipers. We were going to all get Uvo shields and we were just going to take shots at absolutely everybody on the map and just build it up until we had a really good shield. Except the downside is we landed on the other side of the map to get Uvo shields and snipers because we were getting, like, fucked on at the beginning of every game. Yeah. And then we didn't see anyone until, like, top three. Yeah. (laughs) And so we had one bar of shield. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, we're like... Fuck, we gotta like fight people with the best gear. There's and no one got left. No fucking health. I know. And then we did we win that one? No, we came second. We came second. Resoundingly. Like we we couldn't put up a fight because like they were spread out and they were sniping us. And like yeah, I right. went down in two shots because I only had 125 health or whatever it was. <laughs> and then the line came it was a disaster. But you know, yeah. I I look forward to the time when we can actually enact the plan. Yeah. <laughs> How are the changes to Mirage now that you've played them? Uh, he's a viable character time. now. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I think it's good. It's more versatile. So you can like take control mm. of Mirage's decoy now rather than just like mm. pointing and sending him out in a straight line. Mm. So you kind of send him out and then at your discretion you start taking control and then he'll mimic, the, the decoy will mimic your every move. Um, which works really well. So you can like send it out like 10 meters ahead of you and then start running in and then it'll look like you'll, you'll go to fire your gun and you can like duck and like do something like that which can confuse them enough for them to shoot it and then you can figure out where they are and sort of you know bamboozle them it's the whole point um and then by the time they shoot it you're close enough because you've been running with the decoy like it's good it works well um they've also made it so that when mirage revives downed players he goes invisible and so does the down mm-hmm. player so does your down teammate so you can you can like hide in the corner as soon as the revive is done, you're immediately visible again. Um, so, like, cluey players can get it, but it can be enough of a... Like, if there's smokes going off and grenades and stuff like that nearby, like, you, you, you can kind of get away with it, um, which is pretty neat. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's great. Um, Good. I haven't really played him much, though. Uh, I've been playing a bit of Loba, the new character, who's fun. Um, and it's interesting, because... They, they've only had the, the the season five map available, which is Kings Canyon, you know, redone. Um, and today they just brought back uh, the season four map, World's Edge. Um, and that's cool for Loba because she's got that black market cane that like allows you to loot everything within a certain area of her cane. Mm-hmm. That's her alt, which theoretically means you can loot. Um, there's this trials area for a Bloodhound like trial where you can kind of like unlock these loot caverns by taking out... Um, uh, like monsters um, so you can loot those caverns early or you can loot the um, the vaults that are around the map that have you have to get a key for to unlock but if you do that because it's like it's like locked away gear what it does is when you break it um, when you break in rather to any of those locked sections it breaks the alt so you can't keep using it it shatters it and it like activates like a lockdown I think like I've only seen gameplay of what looks like in the um in the bloodhound section but like an alarm light starts flashing and like i don't know if you can then access any of the other things normally or whether it like locks down those containers for good um yeah it's weird it's a it's an interesting wrinkle because you don't have any 
anything like that in the first map. So it means her character plays very differently across the different zones. Yeah, I don't know. It's neat. Uh, that game's neat. And I think they do a great job of balancing all the characters and all the players as well. It's really well done. Um, yeah. So I've also been playing some Animal Crossing. I've been doing the, the turnip game, um, which I didn't think I would. And like I've spoken to Jeremy about this, and Jeremy's like, no, absolutely not. I'd hate playing Animal Crossing this way. It's not my thing. Um, what? To buy turnips? Buy turnips yep. and check the prices every day and check your friend's prices. Um, That's how you get anything done. Yeah. How do you afford anything if you can't make your money off turnips? I, Fish. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many fish in the ocean, buddy. Fish. Um, but I found that getting the turnips has been an excellent reason to check in each day when after I'd fallen off. It was a, it's enough of a impetus for me to turn the game on, walk out of my house, check my mail, run to the store, say hi to a villager on the way. That by the time I do that, I start start doing the other things as well like digging up some rocks and finding some fossils and stuff like that whereas before I just wasn't turning the game on and so I'm actually really appreciating just having the reason to turn the game on to then do that and it's just been fun and then you know we're kind of there's three of us in like our discord that are actively doing it at the, at the moment so we're always checking in like our friend Byron's made a, a spreadsheet and that tracks your thing and tells you what pattern you've got going and automatically tracks it for the thing so we're always like forecasting each other's stuff and being like oh wednesday p.m it looks like the time to go everyone get ready and then like we'll like i was gonna suggest there's a website called stalks.io and it's um basically that but in like a proper layout and you can add friends and see your friends friends and stuff oh like that too. neat i'll um i'll drop the link but if you guys have already got an excel spreadsheet that you put effort in we'll, we'll show it we'll show it to you afterwards it's pretty it's mm. pretty neat it sounds like that one might be a little less manual which is fine but yeah mm. we'll well, I'll, I'll show you Byron's stuff. It's pretty neat. Um, but yeah, it's been great to just log in and turn that on. I bought um, I bought the upstairs level of my house yesterday after selling uh, turnips for like 250 which was pretty good. Congratulations. Um, it's a big room and I'm excited to figure out what to do with it. Um, and I'm thinking about what rooms I want to shuffle into bigger spaces and turn into other side. But I, it's, it's great. I love decorating my house in that game. And that game is so neat. And it's great. I um I moved my house oh. like two weeks ago. And then I turned the game off. I'm like, I'll come back tomorrow when it's done. And then I have to <laughs> turn it back on. <laughs> well, that'll be a nice it's surprise. Like, I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to move all my stuff that I had outside to the new location and dig up all the trees. And it's, can't do it. Can't do it. I'm not strong enough. Yeah, that's a lot of days involvement. It's like the early, like the first week or two where it's like, oh great, the museum's closed. Like you can't do anything with the museum for two days. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've also still been playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake on hard. Um, just chipping away at it. I'm getting near near the end I'm a, I just started chapter 15 yesterday um I've stopped enjoying it as much on hard cause some fights are just bullshit <laughs> too hard yeah it's too hard and you have to conserve your MP and like some of the like mindless characters just do so much damage and then a lot of the bosses can just one hit you it's a whole thing I'm not looking forward to the end of the game which is like 
five endgame bosses in a row. I'm not looking forward to that end stretch of of bosses, but I'll we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> mm. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, but it was nice kind of easing off on it, coming back to it. It's like, you know what? This game's gorgeous. <laughs> you know what? This game's pretty neat. Um, but something I'm really really excited about which isn't this is we're out of the check-in phase we're into the new stuff sort of this is something i mentioned on the podcast before but it's something i now own and can play all of which is what the golf Mm. it's finally come out on switch so it's not just on apple arcade i played about an hour of it yesterday and still good that i i have never chuckled so much to myself just just little just like a few seconds chuckle so many times in the space of an hour when no one's in the room like you know how you kind of laugh more if you're with someone like because otherwise you just kind of keep it I was just sitting here laughing to myself because this game is hilarious like it's got such great Donut County vibes in terms of how surprising it is and how inventive the gameplay is and kind of how irreverent it is at some points like I mentioned this when I played it on my brother's phone a few um, like October last year um, but it's just so clever the way it goes. Like it starts out, you're a golf ball. You hit A to go. Like it controls well on the thing. But it's like, it's got you've got like a power meter, and you go, and then really simple low poly levels. You just go to the hole, and that's great. You hit the flag, and it's like, it's like par or flag. And then the next level is the the ball is there, but now so is a character. Like a golfer is standing there with you, and it's like, oh, that's I wonder why the character wasn't there before. All right, whatever. So you go to hit the the ball again, and then instead of the ball moving the the dummy character who was standing next to you goes flying across the course and you've got to get the character into the hole and then the next level is you start as the hole that the ball goes into and the hole digs itself out of the ground so you're you're kicking this this hole cup across the course and you kick it into a larger hole at the end other end of the course that's shaped like a one so you get the hole in the one it's like and then the next time it goes 2D and then there's a grappling hook and then you're a sticky sponge and then you then you're a house and like it's just it goes on and it's so inventive. Silly. I've I've only done like one world out of like 10 or something and I've only it's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I um I just I just can't say enough good about it. It's just like if you have an iDevice, if you have an iPhone or an iPad, get it. If you have a Switch, get it. End of story. How much is it? How much is it on Switch? Uh, I think it's twenty five percent off at the moment, down from thirty. So I think it was I I got it for like twenty two fifty. Mm. It's really decent, and like it's got it's still got the show your friends mode, so you can like do what I did I had done with me originally, where you could just like show it off to people, and it'll just show you all the funny kooky things. Um, it's got its unique. There's a unique two player mode on the Switch, which I haven't tried out yet. But um, that's bespoke content there. It's got leaderboards and, like, daily runs and stuff like that. Um, And all of the levels have, like, spins on it. So you do the main level, and then some levels you'll need to do, like, a par run. So get in a certain number of things. And that'll unlock, like, a special variant of that whatever course you were doing was. Um, It's just so funny. I love it so much. Like, I I, I brought up a... I, I was writing a document... Like that, that, um, that get, shoot the hole into the hole in one hole was called, uh, that course was called Wholesome Joke, except it's spelt without the W, it's just hole, wholesome joke. 
Um, yeah, this is what I wrote. This game sets up expectations very quickly and then breaks and riffs on them even faster. It's just, it's it's delightful. Seriously, if you have the means to play it, play it. <laughs> it's going to be a great time. Oh, so good. There was grappling hook. Ah, I'm going to move on. Because I, I, I've only I've only started a little bit and so much of enjoying it is the discovering is the like, oh, I wonder what's going to, whoa, that was wild. Like, play that game. The end. I will report back when I have 100%ed it, <laughs> which I no doubt will have done by the end. And then the other thing is, the, the last thing for this kind of segment is we've all been playing a bit of Terraria. Um, so Ollie and Ollie and, By- and Jeremy and, and, and Byron and the rest of our friends, we're, they're, they're all trying to fill the Astroneer-shaped hole in their hearts that was, that was left as a crater um, two or four weeks ago, whenever that was. Um, and so someone came up with the idea of starting a Terraria server. So... Ollie graciously did that, and we've been doing that, and that's been really neat. Um, I really like that game when I'm playing it with people, and I'm bored senseless on my own. Um, <laughs> but it's very fun to do when you're sort of doing the bosses together, and you're leveling up together, and you're like, Oh, Jeremy, I found a flail! And then, like, I was streaming one time, and a friend of mine was like, Ooh, you should put torches with the flail! And Jeremy's like, Look at this flaming flail! <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, last night, we hadn't, like, come together in a few days. It was like, all right, we've got this thing that summons this boss. Everyone come together, and we're going to kill the Isle of Cthulhu together. So it was like, you've got the daytime to prepare. Everyone get ready. And that was just neat. It's just cool. It's a really good way of, like... It's got my favorite part of Minecraft, which is just going down into a cave, and it kind of doesn't end, and you just mine and dig and kill and mine and dig and kill. It's very good. Um, But... Yeah, I've spent most of my time killing antlions, and they they were killing me. I don't know. It's like when I was playing Astroneer with everyone, I dug quartz, and that was it. And it was like, does anyone need quartz? And I was, and everyone's like, no, not really. I'm like, great, I'll be back with ten stacks of quartz. <laughs> and in this game, so much. <laughs> and in this game, it's like, does anybody want any mandible blades? Or um, magic sea conches that teleport you to the other side of the map because that's all I can find in this antlion den, and everyone's like, "No," and I'm like, "Great, I'll see you in ten minutes." <laughs> and then I die, and then I have to run back and pick up my gold, and then instead of going back home like I meant to, I find the cave goes even deeper and deeper. There's so many antlions. Anyway, Terraria is fun. I really like it, and it's it's nice to play Terraria because it's very deep. It goes on and on forever, whereas compared to something like Minecraft, which it's similar to. I feel like it um, It has a lot more progression to go through. You know, it's not like wood, stone, iron, diamond, you're done. It's like copper, iron, steel, platinum, tungsten, demonite, stuff we haven't even seen yet. Like, it just goes on and on and on. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more of that. Cool. That's the end of our what we've been playing section. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at you like you're not moving. <laughs> I froze up. Do you want to know what I'm th- I've been thinking about playing? Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> so I thought about Fallout New Vegas again. Oh. And I thought about Disco Illusion because I still haven't played more of that. Uh-huh. And I thought about just Animal wait Crossing. On Switch. Yeah, true. I should just start it again, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's what I said. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> and I thought about Dragon Age 2. Oh. Um, again. Starting that again. Or just like and light I breezy thought, games you can knock out in a night. Yeah, easy. Um, and I also thought about Stillness of the Wind because I bought that on Switch and I never got around to playing it. What, what is that? Mm-hmm. It's an indie from Australia, I think. It's Australian. Uh, but, um, but what is the game? It, you have a farm in the middle of nowhere and you do farm stuff i think uh-huh. it looks really it looks really pretty but i'll let you know when i play it i guess uh-huh and that's about it no no thoughts for red dead at the moment nah no red i mean i have red dead thoughts a lot but not, <laughs> to not to play it oh red, life is strange too i was also thinking about life is strange too. oh right did you finish did that you finish that no okay <laughs> Cool, just checking. I've been thinking about it though. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was interesting. I still, I still find the reception to Life is Strange too really interesting, because it was mm. so, it took so long to release, which is good because they didn't, they didn't crunch for it, and like whole problem with Telltale's, they did too much too quick, but at the same time, it was just a very muted response. I don't know. Yeah, we've spoken about. I it. mean, Life Life is Strange one came out. I mean, it came out in segments as well in episodes that I had to wait like two, three months for. But I think everyone sort of got it got popular when it all came out in the end, but Life is Strange Two hasn't even though it's all out now, I don't think it has had the reception. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. At all. Ah well. That series definitely has its fan base. I wonder I wonder if they'll revisit it anytime soon. Hmm. Yeah. Um Neat Awesome. Well, I think that's right about time to head into the question corner, and we'll, and we'll take a break. Um, what's the what? What are we? What are we doing for this week? Uh, if you could go back to any game launch, what would it be? Oh, good question, Kerry. Thanks, June. You too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, these these questions are so fun. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. I don't have one for. I'll have to think about it in the break. Okay. I don't have a good one. We'll, uh, we'll brainstorm. Mm. I don't know. It's, um... They're just so fun. I'm gl- I like that we do this. The end. Anyway, have a think, everyone. Have a think <laughs> about the question. Um, and once you do... Wait. Uh, uh, that doesn't make sense. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've been sitting here thinking for quite some time. It was actually quite a long break when you consider how long our breaks normally are, but you're not going to notice a thing. Uh, we're here with June's Question Corner. And also, Jeremy has a drill. I got a drill. <laughs> I'm going to put the drill down because I'm going to press it so much while I'm talking. Jeremy such a pain to is in his new dressing gown, holding a drill, and recording a podcast. The power that I'm resonating right now is unparalleled. <laughs> June, what is the question for this week? <laughs> I'm literally fully armed and operational. Uh, I feel like this question doesn't suit anymore. <laughs> if you could go back to any game launch, what would it be? Mm. Mm. I think Jeremy should answer first, seeing as he's raring. Yeah, he's go. all razzed up. Yeah. Turned on um, the LED lights and now you can't shut him mm-hmm. up. Halo Reach. Ah. Pretends um, to be shocked. Yeah, right. Why Reach? Um, 
because that was the first Halo that I was part of the launch of. Um, oh, right. Oh, so you're choosing to go back to one that you experienced and you had such a good time with it that you want to experience it again. I didn't realize we couldn't do that. What do you, what do you mean? I thought it was. Is, only... that, not, is that not what you meant, Kerry? <laughs> the question. What? <laughs> Did you have to be <laughs> there you to mean, so, no, no, I, I just meant any game. Like, if there's any game that you've that that has come out. When... Oh. <laughs> not once that. Oh, okay. Not what All game right, well, then... that you've already done? Would you like to do again? Oh, I'm sorry, team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take another 20-minute break. Okay. Uh, we, we, uh, okay. we could, like, super cut okay. this. Uh, uh, I, I already have another answer for that question, so I'll briefly say... I'll briefly talk about Halo yeah, you, Reach. You, um, I, I, can think, I can think of one in, um, in the meantime. I've got a few answers, yeah. so continue. yeah. Can, continue. Yeah. Quick question, um, though, Jeremy. Sorry. Can you turn off the flashing LED lights? Because it is pixelating your camera. No. Sorry. There's, there's a lot of interference going on. I can't quite hear you. Um, so, <laughs> I can't hear you. I'm wearing a towel. Well, I can't yeah, quite I can't see can't hear you. I'm wearing so a robe. Just letting you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Halo Reach was the first game on the 360 that I was part of, like, a launch of, because it was a franchise that I fell in love with and then went back and played the other ones. Um, Reach had a really exciting multiplayer scene when it first came out, and it, what it did was it, it birthed... Well, no, it didn't birth it, because Halo 3 birthed, like, the coming home every day from school and just playing online, because there was always going to be, like, eight or nine of your friends playing Halo. Um, but what Reach did was really, really, like, increase the the potential in the custom game scene. There were so many, so many different custom game variants in Reach's uh, in Reach's Forge mode, like the map making mode, um, where in Halo Three you had to sort of do like a lot of roundabout ways to sort of get certain things working. Um, and Bungie recognized that, which is why the tool set that they gave out in Reach was so, so, so much more refined. Um, so yeah, like the different the different maps and the different game types that came out of Reach when it first came out, and following after was just like it was just phenomenal. Mm. Um, it's one of those, and it's one of those times where like it was it was lightning in a bottle to the extent of how well Xbox Live was doing at that point. Um, everybody who was playing games back then, like online, um, had an Xbox and was just jumping in Xbox parties left and right. Um, and the amount of people that had microphones on console was like, it was insane. Every like second person had a microphone. Yeah. It was so, so much fun. I learned so many swear words. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I had a great time with that on launch and the, the, the many, many months and many, many afternoons following. Neat. I am... Um I had a sort of a, my like go-to answer was like Ocarina of Time, but I kind of said that in a way of like, I want to go back to a time when I didn't know that game and play it again, which is a different question. Like what game do you want to play for the first time again? Um, so I'm not going to say that, um, but I've got a few written here. You saying that just then, Jeremy, made me think of um, the original Modern Warfare and um, right. playing that. I did play that at like my cousin's. Like one Christmas, we went up to my cousins, my you know my relatives, um, and I played like ten or twelve hours over that like week that we were there, um, and playing that game at launch where that was like the new the new hotness, that was it was really fun. It was just unabashed fun. 
it was neat and it was refined and it was good and it wasn't like full of hackers like if you join a modern warfare lobby on pc right now like the amount of like colorful text that comes along and it's all hacked and and modded at the at the wazoo it's 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 not what it used to be <laughs> there were modded servers on the 360 days back then i yeah I, but not as many I, like like it's not yeah. like every server you'd find was modded you know um what, what what people used to do is they used to invite you to their servers after they after you like you beat them then they would invite you to their server and then they would give you the maximum amount of xp possible in the game oh. and then your account would get flagged and then yeah. you get banned <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Rude. Yep. Um, I I also thought, like, I was thinking of games where it was like, oh, this used to be something, but now it's not. And I thought to myself, like, what game would I really want to... And, like, a few came to mind, but specifically uh, World of Warcraft came to mind. Like, being a part, like... Like, obviously, I was too young when it came out. Like, I was nine when the original WoW came out. So that was just, just off the off the off the table like i don't want to be a nine-year-old playing world of warcraft but if i could be my age playing the original world of warcraft i think that would be pretty neat because that was you know by all accounts like a pretty special time um so i think i think that'd be pretty cool to be a part of and like there there was a reason why that became such a was like oh wow like do you play wow like it was it was like Fortnite at the time you know it was and it just it just kind of spread in a way and became ubiquitous with a certain play style um, and a certain mindset, I guess. Kerry Palmer, 2020. <laughs> wow, was the first Fortnite. <laughs> I didn't say first. Um, I just mean wow was Fortnite before Fortnite was Fortnite. There's this great story that, that, I, that I've heard on... Um, on a, on a video that, that came out of Giant Bomb many, many years ago, which is uh, Ed Boone, who is um, one of the uh, lead... Like, I, I, I believe he's, like, the director of um, uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, him and another guy, I think, were, like, the, the, the ones that have been on every single Mortal Kombat game. He was watching World of Warcraft beta gameplay when it was, like like in the office um when he was first working on Mortal Kombat and because no one knew back then what the game was gonna be he goes he just looks at it and he goes what is, what is this a, a hiking simulator <laughs> 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 and when he, when he got retold that and he was almost in tears laughing because he's like how could I have known I had no idea <laughs> that's funny especially considering that he was like making a fighting game, which is like so antithetical yeah, right? to a to a to a mob, uh, not a mob, an MMO. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I was gonna say The Last of Us, but that's another one of like Ocarina of Time, where it's like, no, I just want to play that game for the first time again, um, and not like ruin it for myself. Um, I think Halo Two would be interesting to go back to, like the the birth of like Xbox Live. Like, I think that that would be a really interesting time to see what that was like, sort of pioneering the the console online multiplayer space for the very first time. Um, you know, it's kind of all that stuff you were saying about Reach, you know, but, like, for the first time, like, you know, by the time you had Reach, you had all, all of the Call of Duties that had come out between then and, and 2. You'd also had all of the Halos that had come out. Like, Reach was, like, an iteration by that point, whereas Halo 2 was a defining 
moment in like console multiplayer history you know i think that'd be neat to go back to Mm. um and the last one i've got here is half-life just because it's like that game has always been so old that by the time i've come around to playing it i'm like i just don't get it (laughs) like at least the first (laughs) one Uh, that's 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 such a funny statement that i agree with in my mind as well that half-life has just always been old yeah like so (laughs) old that i can't appreciate it like it's like yeah it's like oh look it's physics i'm like wow neat look at this seesaw in the park (laughs) (laughs) that was sort of i had that thought in my mind while i was playing the vr one as well like in my mind i'm like i know this game is new but i feel like i'm playing an old game but not as like a bad thing but just like i feel like this game is old just because it's half-life yeah june um okay i'm gonna answer twice because i want to do both questions game that it yet yeah so i want to relive uh, overwatch coming out for the first time oh um strong choice i'm crossing new leaf but mostly overwatch i think because i had a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of fun playing overwatch in like 2016 when Mm -hmm. it was just coming out good um (laughs) (laughs) it was good and then the second one i've got two for the 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 second one is probably Bioshock. Oh. Um, or Red Dead One. Oh. As in Revolver or, or no, Redemption no. One? Redemption. Okay. Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Just because I think both of those are pretty pivotal and um, it would be interesting to see what it was like. Because I, I played those games like, you know, years and years and years after they came out. Yep. So I, I can't. It doesn't really wow me about how, like... I mean, Red Dead does, but it would have been incredible when it first yeah. came out. Yeah, it totally. nice to experience that again. It's the, kind of, it's the kind of thing as well. I remember I was watching, like, Summer Achievement Hunter and stuff like that, and the online scene for Red Dead when it came out was huge. Yeah. Like, that's, like, it... I think I was talking to um, Kel... Who used who was working at EB at the time when Red Dead came out, mm. um, and she said that uh, it it they didn't sell that much I don't think because people it wasn't GTA yeah yeah um, I definitely picked up Red Dead after the fact and like got it cheaper and stuff like that like I still haven't yeah. played Red Dead two right like I just haven't i you know I'm mm. mostly thinking about getting it. Um, recently at the moment because right now it's on sale <laughs> so like, yeah like, i still haven't bought it and i could still just borrow it from jeremy like you know carrie you'd really enjoy it i think you should play it i think i should play it too you're right june carrie, i think you'll it. like the characters a lot carrie get it on epic because it's on sale on epic and then i'll get it on epic and we can play online together Ooh, that's a on scintillating offer on the personal computer i don't think we'd get ollie to buy it again though because he already got it on ps4 yeah, no, I, yeah, you know, he won't. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll weigh it up. I'll weigh up the, 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 poss- the, the definite probability of playing with you, even if you'll burn out like a dying star, <laughs> versus getting it for cheaper on console. We'll have a look. <laughs> I'll have an audit. Uh, June, talk about, like, talk yeah. to me about you and Overwatch at the beginning. Like, why. Was that like the first game that you were like? The reason I bought a PC and spent two thousand dollars or whatever the fuck on a PC was so I could play Overwatch on PC. Mm. What um, made you do that? What about Overwatch was like? 
that's worth two thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't mean to throw you under the bus completely. I don't know. I played a lot on PS4. I I played maybe a hundred hours on PS4 before I moved to PC, and I I could not tell you. I, I I'm not. I'm a I've I'm a competitive person, and I think that component definitely uh, got me good. And I think everyone else was playing it, and I had a lot of friends that yeah. were playing it on PC. And um, the com- the competitive side of it, I think, got me roped me in right. more than anything else. Um, and then that went to garbage. So <laughs> not for a little while though, like because that yeah. was that was the year we all met, right? Was that time? And yeah. I remember, I remember a few. I remember when the games that came out that year came out. I remember Uncharted 4, because no one was at school that day. Or that week, honestly. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was I too. Was. But, like, it was like a, like half of the of the school was just like, oh, I'm sick. Like, no one was, like, like half the school was just gone. <laughs> yeah. um, and the, the, the other, one of the other things is, like, I remember just how much you played Overwatch June, because we didn't know each other that mm. well back then. And it was just like... As one of your defining characteristics was that you'd be talking about Overwatch, like every day. Mm. <laughs> I liked it like a, a lot, and I still, I still keep up to date with the competitive stuff, um, but not nearly. Like I don't think I've actually played that game in like a year. Yeah, was that game at its peak when, like, the lead up to Sombra, like that? I remember like how exciting. I think it was before that. that. Was. To be honest, I think yeah, just after they fixed the hero pool where you couldn't choose the same character twice, ah. I think like that. After that, I think that's when, it, for me at least, that's when it got mm. um, got me good. Do you remember when <laughs> people used to say that came out of story? Sorry. Um, <laughs> when do we think we're gonna see Overwatch two? Like, is it gonna be next uh. year? I don't care. I don't know. All we saw was the cinematic, right. you know, like... Like, yeah. is anyone actually, like, really invested in Overwatch 2? If it has a proper story, because, like, I care about the characters, even though there's they don't really have, like, backstory as, and nothing makes sense. Mm. Like, there's a, a huge Overwatch fandom for the characters. And yeah. I think if it has a story that is good, yeah. then I think it... it <laughs> it'll be it'll be good because I don't know, but I don't care. Mm. Yeah, I don't. All of that stuff from like uh, BlizzCon last year, like coming out of the Blitzchung stuff, like they finally showed a Diablo Four cinematic trailer and not at all any gameplay, and everyone and it finally was enough to like satiate the crowds. But like they didn't see anything of substance. Like it's like how we saw the Elder Scrolls Six trailer. Two years ago, and we're not going to see that game for another eight years. Like, like everyone just calm down. It's not going to happen for a little while. Yeah, uh, this is a small tidbit. Did you see a Starbound, Star Starfield? Sorry, yeah. trailer has been rated. Rated. Yep. Oh. In in the UK, you have to rate trailers. Oh, um, interesting. So yeah, there's one been rated. So we might be seeing Starfield pretty soon. That's pretty neat. Um. So, yeah, I think uh, I'll just briefly talk the, the, the game that I, that I was not around for, um, for a launch that I would love to be a part of. Um, one of I, I have two. One is not really a game, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, 
Avengers Infinity War. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. Uh, So, uh, Quake, first one, Uh being a part of, like, that arena scene seems, like, incredibly exciting. Yeah. Um, Having a such a big online community for a first person shooter like an arena first person shooter and just like like so much like gaming history like like the concept of fragging someone right yeah. like that's not a thing people said before that like <laughs> um as far as i'm aware uh if i'm wrong at me on twitter um the other one i so the other one is i want to be a part of the launch of the original xbox because bill gates and the rock were there <laughs> You're right, Jeremy. That isn't a real answer. <laughs> that sounds like a capsule of 1998 or whenever the, the fuck. The Rock was there? What, because they had a wrestling game? No. Just because it was really popular then. Cool. Yeah. Well, good for The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yep. Cool. The first, I think the the, the first console that was sold was signed by The Rock and Bill Gates and then none of the others. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder who how has much that. that would be worth. Yeah. yeah. Those two signatures together probably never to be seen again in that particular format. Um so what's going to be the next question then? Um shall we do the one that I've written down here? I reckon. I do reckon it's one? good. Yeah, we had the other one too, but let's let's do this one. Whatever. Yeah, okie dokie. Plenty, plenty other episodes. Uh, if you could show the creator of Pong one game from 2020, what would you choose? And it's the creator of Pong as they were in 1980. Yes. Yes. Sorry, if you could yes. time travel back to 1980. Yeah. Whenever. You're not showing the creator of Pong 2020 a game. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the other way to read the sentence that you, that you said. <laughs> Alan um, and it- Alan Alcorn is their name. Oh, I thought you were going to say Alan Awake is your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, you know, yeah, sure. Why not? No, no, no. The Alan Wake DLC and Control. That's what I would show them. <laughs> Ooh. I have played it. I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah. Uh, funny. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll be doing that in a couple of weeks. We'll be answering that question. Um, the end I mean not the end we've still got a little bit to go the middle yeah nailed it great let's move on to the news <laughs> I gotta work on my segues um, so that <laughs> tune's just nodding <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's been a few interesting things that have come out i've got like just little tidbits here and there because um we're in the we're in the middle of this like before e3 but e3 is not happening but jeff Keighley's summer game fest thing is happening so like e3 is spreading out you know it's just being being stretched across from may till july now instead of it all happening within like june um but one thing that was revealed um not too long after our last episode came out was a tech demo for Unreal Engine 5. Um, now, I'll, we've, I've got a write-up here so that can kind of explain everything. Running on the PlayStation 5. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. And it was first gameplay footage shown on the PlayStation 5, um, which was another big part of it. 
now obviously it's Unreal Engine 5, so it's going to be it's going to be available to use on any console that you want to varying degrees of fidelity and whatever. But um, yeah, this was like it wasn't just a showing of Unreal Engine 5, but also the PlayStation 5's capabilities. Um, so I'm just going to read this thing out, and then we'll talk about it. Um, June just watched it for the first time in the break, so we'll we'll chat about all our impressions and stuff like that. So I'll just read this out here. So this is from GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, by Rebecca Valentine, written on the 13th of May. Um, Epic Games announces Unreal Engine 5 with first PS5 footage. Beginning today, Epic... Oh, this is also like a sub-thing here. Beginning today, Epic will waive royalties on the first $1 million in-game revenue for all Unreal Engine games. Which is awesome. So, Epic Games has officially unveiled Unreal Engine 5 via a demo running on the PlayStation 5 that offers the first look at gameplay on the next-generation system. The video demo showcases a number of new and improved features coming to Unreal Engine 5, including improvements to sound, water physics, animation, and two specific technologies, Nanite and Lumen. Nanite is a new virtualized geometry technology that allows for film quality source art to be imported directly into Unreal Engine 5 without bumping up against polygon count or memory budgets or a loss in quality, which is huge. Um, sorry, going off the book there. Lumen is a dynamic lighting technology that lets game worlds react to scene and light changes with shifts such as a light turning on, the sun changing angles, or a hole opening in the ceiling, causing both direct and indirect light to change accordingly. Unreal Engine 5 is set to go into preview in early 2021, with a full release in late 2021, and will support both next-gen and current-generation consoles, as well as PC, Mac, iOS, and Android. Projects built in Unreal Engine 4 will be compatible with, and can be moved to Unreal Engine 5 once it launches. Additionally, Epic Games has announced that it will release Fortnite as a launch title on next-gen consoles and will also migrate the game to Unreal Engine 5 sometime in mid-2021. Alongside its reveal of Unreal Engine 5 beginning today, Epic will now waive all royalties, that was that thing I said before, with the new terms of the license agreement retroactive to January 1st, 2020. Um, and then they also released an SDK for integrating um, friends, matchmaking, lobbies, achievements leaderboards and epic account systems to other systems so i'll just sort of skip over the end there um so like there's a lot of words there and there's a lot of jargon and there's a lot more jargon in the in the demo reel as well um what did what did you guys think of the demo of the unreal engine show off i think it was pretty digestible for a tech demo i yep yep i would agree with that like it's um it's way more palatable than mark cerny's like <laughs> tech thingy that they did and back into GDC. I just, want to, I just want to say that I listened to that like about about ten days ago, like while I was sleeping, because it kind of knocked me out. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just hit play on my phone and closed my phone case. And just... <laughs> like a light. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with this demo, to the point where I kind of don't believe that it's real. <laughs> like you know what i mean like there's this yeah. point very early in the demo where they're like all of these rocks are being rendered with hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of of polys and tries per asset and it's like there's like hundreds of falling rocks from the ceiling and it's all changing dynamically and it's all on a, on a console and then they do this thing where they show the overlay of all of the vertexes all of the vertices rather and all of the lines and stuff, and you can't see any of the detail because it's so fine that it actually doesn't make... You can't see it all in a YouTube video. Um, like, that doesn't... That sounds impossible, right? Like, from from generation to generation, it's all about 
in terms of 3D generations, that is. It's all about being able to increase the poly size, right? The poly count. So you go from, like, blocky Lara Croft to, like, actually has a face rather than, like, four square, like, tiles as, a, like, a chisel, you know, like, kind of a deal. Like, and somehow they've managed to go from, admittedly, already, like, a high number. Like, with the PS4, we've been able to do a lot. But they'd go from that to being able to have billions of rendered tries in a scene at once. Like, that doesn't make any sense. How do they do that? Yeah, and I think, like... I think this th- this sort of fits into the narrative that, that a lot of people in the, in the industry are talking about, that the, the, the biggest leap of um, technology that this generation is making is uh, the hard drive. Um, yes. Because all of those... Um, items are stored on the hard drive you have um all of the objects are stored and getting them from the hard drive to render out it has to go through the pipelines of what the hard drive is connected to and the new hard drives are solid state and incredibly incredibly fast and incredibly proprietary in the playstation 5 the the amount of work they put into these hard drives is insane and that's one of the things that mark Zenny was talking about a lot in the demo is getting them in and out of the storage space is was the latest bottleneck that right. they have overcome um and i th- it, it, it's hard to like it, it's hard to without going into major detail of how all of this stuff is moving through these pipelines it's 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 insane um how well it looks in unreal 5 um I, I think the most visually impressive thing to me was that all the lighting was done in real time. Mm. Um, mm. Like, so for for people who haven't done game development before, there's basically two types of lighting. There is real time and there is baked lighting. Baked lighting is when you get a bunch of lighting and your computer, um, while it's, but before the game is out, while it's still being made, you do a thing called lighting bake, and what it does is it calculates how much objects are being lit and how much each triangle is being lit, and then stores that data yeah. and then keeps that data for later reference. It can't real do time, that in real time. Yeah, so like ex- extremely complex scenes that don't don't have don't, do not have much movement usually use baked lighting, um, and you can do a mix of real time and baked. So objects that will move. Uh, can can be real time and objects that are not moving for example can be baked and the you can even bake the lighting directly onto the texture to save even more resources so the object can be uh can look like it's being lit by the whatever lights are in the world but really it just looks like that to fool you into thinking it is um video games are a miracle uh <laughs> real t- real time is when it's doing those calculations every single time the game is uh, like it, it, either every single time the game is being told to update the lighting or every single time the game runs the process of running, basically. It will just constantly do those calculations. Those calculations can be incredibly intensive. That's why a lot of the time, if you're playing on not the most high-end PC, turning down shadows or turning down lighting effects and like bounce lighting, for example, which then lighting bounce off objects onto another one... Um, Turning those down can increase your performance dr- drastically because of how much data has to be processed at any given time. Mm. The amount of not just bounce lighting, 
reflection reflection lighting, which Mm. is incredibly difficult to do. And RTX is the first time that um, we've been able to do it in real time, basically. Um, It's being used on a PlayStation 5. It is so, so impressive. Um, There's something as well that I'm very, very excited about. And this doesn't really have anything to do with PlayStation 5, but is very, very relevant to Unreal is that uh, The Mandalorian came out this year. Now, if you're not familiar with The Mandalorian, it's a TV show made by Star Wars. Uh, what happens is for... <laughs> made so, by Star so Wars. <laughs> made by Star Wars. John Star Wars himself made it. Um, <laughs> the Mandalorian was shot in a soundstage that is... Uh, the ground is whatever terrain they needed to be, but the ceiling and the walls were all gigantic screens. And what they used was Unreal 4 to render the environments they were going to use and then connected the environments through Unreal to the cameras so that when they were filming, say, someone standing in the middle of the soundstage and filming a panning shot from right to left, the environment that the camera was going to see of the screens that were projecting an environment inside of Unreal would change and parallax accordingly. Now, this is incredible because the Mandalorian sets, which are like ILM, which is Industrial Light and Magic, which is maybe like the best CG studio in the world, they were using real time for their digital environments, which is insane. Everything was running in real time because they had, it's Disney, they have the money for it. They had super powered computers with the kind of tech that you could only dream of. Like it's, it, it, yeah. it, it is incredible how much work went into this. And um, recently they, they put up a behind the scenes um, episode about just the sets and how they'd use these digital um, these digital screens as fake sets um, and like you know following games and you know covering games for quite a while there's not a lot that will really make me go holy fuck I must have said holy fuck maybe 20 times in this episode because like I'm seeing shit that like I'm I had no clue I had no clue this was CG and this wasn't I yes, had no clue yes. that this was real. I don't know how big this set was. It's it is insane how well it's done in the Mandalorian, and this is Unreal Four, yep. right? It's uh, Unreal Five is going to be huge for film as well, mm. and that also goes back around the other way because what they were saying was with Unreal Five, you could just grab a a a model that was made in ZBrush, which is usually a sculpting tool, which results in very, very high poly models, very models you wouldn't use in games mm. because it's just, it's too high. You don't need that much detail. You then make a lower poly mo- model version of it and then pop that in the game. They're just dragging and dropping ZBrush models directly into Unreal 5 and then just copy pasting them like 500 times. That doesn't make like, any sense. It is insane how well it's running. Um Anyway, I'm very excited for Minecraft too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like that—that's the thing, because like, like all of this stuff, like you know, it like it's gonna be great for like AAA, but like we're not gonna see that for a while anyway, because Unreal Five doesn't come and come out until 2021. Totally. And then it'll take it'll take years before this was really really implemented. Um, I think we're gonna see like it, it's not and it's not gonna make a huge difference in the indie space either. Um, because you have to have a team to make all of these incredibly high poly models. That's not always feasible. That's not always needed. Um, well, that's the thing, right? And like the, the first-party games are really, really going to shine. I think. Well, that's true. But the first-party games aren't going to be using Unreal. First-party games are going to be using whatever the hell they use anyway. And but they're going to be using the same techniques to be doing the same incredible things 
that Unreal Engine 5 is reporting to be able to do um, hmm. just with their own proprietary engines. Hopefully it's the kind of similar results, if not better than what we saw, if they can make something proprietary. Like, you know, Last of Us 2 comes out in three weeks and I'm sure that game is going to be phenomenal. Like, just so gorgeous. But maybe it's going to also look like it's at the edge of the system's limits. Who knows? We haven't played it. Um, so... Mm. Final uh, Fantasy 16 is going to look great because Square <laughs> only use Unreal now. Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 4 is going to be awesome. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, real-time fucking ray tracing on clouds by <laughs> Oh, yes. And his sword. Yeah, no. Like, I'm very excited. Like, if you haven't seen the video, like, I highly recommend you have a look at it if you care at all about sort of fidelity in games. Like... I was I was trying to explain to June like some of it like they had they showed off this this five hundred thousand poly this high quality model of like a statue right and it's very tall and it's got all of these like you know it's like an ancient kind of statue kind of deal and it's very ornate and it's got so much detail and so many bumps and lumps and ridges and and the sword and the sword's got so much like inlay detail on it and all that and they're like wow th- this is just a, a a thing chucked right into the game engine and then they like moved into the next room. And there was 500 of those soldiers in the room. And then they started changing the lighting dynamically. Like the ceiling opened in the roof and it, and it like flicked across the wall and across all of the soldiers in the room. It was, it's incredible. Like it's the stuff that just sounds like magic. And it's, it's something that I'm very excited to see what the end result is of it in the end. Um, and I, you're right, Jeremy, it's, it's easy to get excited about it now, but the fact that it's only releasing in 2021 and then they have to like make games with it like and like get used to it it's going to be like 2023 2024 until we see something that really like uses this new tech to this extent but man i'm excited for it yeah me too june what did you think like like what was the what was the part that you liked the most like what was the part that like grabbed you the most Mm, i got chills when they opened up the world and like she flew yeah right that last like yeah, that like flying segment. Um, and, and and what what that segment was really showcasing is the data streaming of the hard drive, getting those objects in and out as fucking quick as possible. That is like, that's gonna make that like that's almost proof that open world games are almost gonna have like no loading times now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No. Um, and I think this the, the the way that they introduced the statues and stuff and the lighting on the statues, I think that was very cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's an excellent presentation of something that looks truly incredible. I highly recommend. Like this is like what the golf. If you can play something at like 1080p or higher video, watch it. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> it's great. Uh, looks unreal, I'm, mate. <laughs> I'm not like I'm really not a tech person like at all. Um, a lot of this shit goes over my head, but it was impressive. Mm. I was impressed. Mm. So. Mm bring on more of that although i know that's incredibly hard and like generation defining so like just when you're ready but i'm excited to see more things like that <laughs> um i've got a bunch of random stuff here just that i kind of want to touch on like i just want to like touch on that it happened like they came out with a so moving on from unreal they came out with a um uh special edition ps4 pro for the last of us part two it's ugly. I really like it. June, have you seen it? Carrie, I think you're biased at this stage. Um, I'm looking at it now. 
It's got the words Last of Us written on it. Now, that bit sucks. That, bit's, that, yeah. that bit is just <laughs> terrible. Shame, shame that it's The Last of Us. No, I, I think... Um, yeah, I think if it didn't have the logo on it, then it would be okay. I the, agree. I, like, I kind of like the indenting rather than just the... Um, that's what... A sticker or whatever, but... I think I, that's I, what I, really got me about it, is that like it's a really nice design. You know what it kind of reminds me of? On saxophones... Yeah. Here we go, everyone. On saxophones... <laughs> On the bell of the saxophone, of any saxophone that's worth more than, like, $100, which is all of them, that aren't bought from, like, x5.com, like, they all have this neat, like, metal in, in like, uh, like, engraving, right? That's what it's called. It, it's, and I've always looked at it, and I'm like, wow, that, like, it's, it's actually, like, artwork on these on these on the on these saxophones like it, are you comparing are you comparing this this last of us ps4 to beautiful engraving work on like metals no i'm okay, comparing yes <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same but it reminds check me out of, this ad <laughs> it reminds me of because it because it is in ingrained in the in the plate of the ps4 rather than like you said doing like a sticker or printed on or something mm. like that like I could touch that, you know. All that detail is there. <laughs> Why am I? What? I'm not crazy. What? 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 Why am I wrong? You know, it's neat. It's neat. Druckman like... ain't gonna fuck you, bro. <laughs> oh, like I'm not gonna buy it. That, see, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I, I hope he sees this. I'm not. I'm, that's, that's the thing. Like, I, I can't buy this. I'm not looking forward to getting it. I'm just. I'm interested in the quality of special. Oh, uh, whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kerry. It's fine. You're allowed to like things. It's fine. Jeremy, talk about your Silent Hill DLC. Can we talk about Kingdom Hearts now? <laughs> uh, so there's going to be a Kingdom Hearts Disney Plus show. I'm not joking. That's really it. I can't That's believe it. it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You were like, oh man, we're absolutely going to talk about this in the show. And then all you did what was like... What characters is it going to have? No, no. Goofy? <laughs> Donald? I was going to say Ducky. Uh, Mickey probably won't be in it for the third season because he's not in the first game. Um, I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know if they're going to be adapting the show or doing something different. For all I know, it's going to be a canon side story you need to watch to play Kingdom Hearts 4. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Could have cloud in it. That could be cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just wild that they're even considering that. Um, and yet Disney still won't touch, touch Tron, you cowards. Um, so uh, Silent Hill is getting DLC and Dead by Daylight. Um, I'm sorry. How is like the Last of Us Special Edition console the thing that we like fell apart at the seams at? But we're talking about. But Jeremy's talking about Disney using the Tron property. <laughs> Because I'm self-aware. <laughs> right. Um, oh my god. So, yeah. Uh, so Silent Hill is getting DLC and Dead by Daylight, which is a really, really weird, weird sentence. Um, Dead by Daylight has had weird, like, licensed DLC. Yeah, I don't from, understand like, how Dead by Daylight has had, like, dozens of licensed, like, I mean, it's, but it's such a good idea, though, right? Because, like, they've all been, like, horror stuff. It's been, like, Freddy Krueger. It was Jason. It was... Uh, was there like a Scream one or something? There's been like a bunch. Yeah. Um, and they've been great because they're all been like old horror properties, which like, you know, they can't, they can't fit in their own game. Like you're not going to make a game about Scream. Um, 
but like you can totally adapt that stuff to make it still like a little bit relevant but kind of a throwback as well because like dead by daylight is a game that is such a it's such like a like a, a love letter to those old like slasher movies where everybody's stupid and dies because they're stupid and don't run yeah um and um yeah silent hill like pyramid head is the villain that you're running away from and as far as i can tell it's inside like one of the schools and it's it's cool it's so cool and i like silent hill and they should do more silent hill games and also this is the first silent hill thing that's existed since pt um and i don't really know what that means yeah i saw a thing on twitter sorry go on no, no, like that was it. I, I hope Kojima's actually making Silent Hills. Sorry. Uh, I saw a thing on Twitter that was like, um, it's probably never ever going to happen, but they should remake Silent Hill 1. So like, what if that's what, it, um, who's the studio that did the Shadow of the Colossus remake? Bluepoint. What if that's what Bluepoint's working on? Oh, interesting. I don't think it is, do but you, what if it is? Do you remember that? Because, like, Resident Evil 2 did so well as the remake. Yeah. Right? And I want to see Pyramid Head. Right? <laughs> I think it's hot, though. Doesn't everyone think it's hot? No. No? no. Is that not a common no. thing? No, it's not. No? He's a He's monstrosity. Really but, like, like usually, like, I, I'm, like, I'm on that way. He's wavelength. really buff, and he has, a, he has a big sword. I mean, so is, like, really like Nemesis is kind of buff as well, but, like, ugh. Who? Nemesis. Nemesis. Resident Evil 3. Like. Um, Furiously Googles. <laughs> You're going to go, ooh, when you see him. He's very ripped. Oh, Dune. Well, huh? Dune. <laughs> Just because Nemesis has some muscles. <laughs> it's like it's like being attracted to like Mr. X. Like he's kind of he's kind of hot. No, but he looks like a man. No, he's a, so he's a Mr. It's, it's, Mr. It's Nemesis the, was the, his father. <laughs> it's the largeness. It's the size. It's the size thing. Yeah, okay. The size. That pyramid do be big. And also the fact that Pyramid Head doesn't wear a shirt. And also has a big... He wears sword. an apron. Does he? Yeah. Hang on, let me just look up. <laughs> Furiously Googles. Yeah, he can get it. I mean, what's pyramid thing? Does the pyramid very, very open cool and then he sword. eats stuff with it? Like what? No, no, no. Does he smash things with the pyramid? No. Why does he have a pyramid on his head? <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> it's so scary. Look at him. Look at him scare. Yeah. Did you see? Um. um... Go on. Yeah, I cannot believe this thing fucking exists. I cannot believe that, like... I also can't believe that we're s- just still not getting, like, more Silent Hill. Like, so there was that game that was announced at the at the Xbox conference um, the other week that reminded me so much of Silent Hill, and it's because oh. it's using the, the Silent Hill composer, and it's like a, it's like a psychological horror game yeah, as well. Um, but, like, they've sat on this property for so long. Well, that's, that's Konami, so right? Long. Konami doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Like... Yeah, I know. That's that's not a Silent Hills issue. That's a that's a Konami issue. Yeah, because they had they had the they had the right idea for it, and then you know, Kojima and Konami yeah, went like, nuclear. 
like like my houseman and I are currently playing through Silent Hill 2 and like that feels like a Metal Gear game. It's wild how well of a mashup Kojima and Silent Hill really were. Well, um, yeah, well, going to be. Yeah. Alas. Um that's about it. I had a couple of other things, but um it was more like you know, Final Fantasy 7 is April 2020's best-selling game, but like there's no actual like numbers i've got for that here so i'm not going to go into that um ghost of the chamber had a gameplay demo i really liked it and jeremy didn't yep june did you see it uh i don't think so i really liked it but jeremy was like oh this looks too much like a game and it's like what the hell you're we expecting it's a game <laughs> <laughs> it was like I was oh no i was expecting i was expecting the best game i've ever seen that's not no i was expecting something worth six years of development not assassin's creed <laughs> Was was the last no? Was the last Last Guardian? Yeah, Last Guardian is unlike anything I've ever played. Okay, what about Final Fantasy Fifteen? What about no, Final Fantasy VII Remake? Went... What about Kingdom Hearts Three? What about all those other games that took eight hundred years to make? Were you disappointed? Yeah, some of them. Some of them were some bad. Some of them I really liked and some of them I didn't some like. Some of them were bad, but like you didn't dislike yeah. them because they were bad for a six-year-developed game. They were just bad games. Yeah. Ghost of the Chamber doesn't look like a good game. <laughs> it looks like something I've already played except better in Sekiro or better in like Assassin's Creed. Man, I, I disagree entirely, but that's, that's neither here nor there. I haven't seen it in the two weeks. Also, that black and white mode looks like... Total fucking dog shit. See, I see. I saw, I saw a really positive response for that black and white mode. So like, I don't know. I don't know nah. what you're talking about. You're in, you're in your own camp over there. We'll see you later. No, nah, <laughs> they, they keep talking about it. They, they keep talking about Akira Kurosawa, Kurosawa, and it looks nothing like those movies. It looks like if someone just put a grayscale filter on a fucking camera inside of Unity and went, "Hey, look, we made like old Japanese movies." And there's like, except there's no like true black or true white or any like form of contrast in those in that game. Only false black and false white. No, it's only grey, and that's like not <laughs> what that's supposed to be. That's not what that's not what black and white movies are. I want they truth. Contrast. I want truth. Damn it. Um. Yeah. And then the other thing is that uh, there's another state of play, game specific state of play happening tomorrow. Tonight. Yeah. Uh, it's it's six six a.m. our time. Um. For Last of Us, game? I'm definitely not going to watch it. So I, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Yeah, like there was a story trailer they came out with a couple of weeks ago. Not going to watch it. Um, this is a 20-minute breakdown of gameplay and um, story. Not going to watch it. And then, like in the breakdown, they said, like, includes at the end eight minutes of never-before-seen gameplay, which I imagine would be like like an E3 trailer kind of deal. Like what we saw that last E3 trailer, you know, which is in that, like, underground car park. Yeah. Like a whole sequence, you know? And I, I wonder if they're going to show someone getting beaten to death with like a fucking rock and then not give any context for it. Good chance. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, um, I'm i not going to watch it, but I hope everyone else enjoys it without getting spoiled. Don't go to the comment section if it's, in, if it's enabled. <laughs> it, it would definitely not be enabled. Yeah. Like they will absolutely turn off all comments yeah. on and, and everything in their tweets as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, in a couple of weeks, it'll be one week until The Last of Us 2. Not, but you know, that's kind of neither here nor there. So, but it will also be like in the middle of what would have been normal E3. So we might've had a bunch of bombshell announcements between then and now. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens, um, when we record again around about the 12th or so. 
Um, but yeah, aside from that, thank you all so much for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. As always, you can, um, if you want to chime in, you can find us all on Twitter. Uh, the Minimap account is at MinimapAU. Um, good for if you want to stay updated on any new posts that happen on the website. Um, you can follow that account there or just look at the website if you want as well. Um, all of us are also on Twitter. I am at KJPalmer underscore 24. Uh, Jeremy is... At obi one Jez. June is... Junez, J-U-N underscore E-double-S. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. Like I said before at the oh. top of the show, if you want to support the show monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash minimapau. Support us there. Um, you can also give us a positive rating on your podcast service of choice. And if you're feeling really generous... Other podcast services of not your choice would also be... <laughs> we'll also accept those ratings. Um, what were you going to say, Jeremy? I just want to quickly mention that BlizzCon has just been cancelled. Yes, yes. So that's going digital only, All the like most of the conventions. Um, and yeah, and thank you again to Shook for the incredible music you're about to hear as, as, as they take us out to the, to the outro. Um, but yeah, until a fortnight from now, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.